Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him. And that, in fact, it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs, mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from and I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one so feel free to chime in as we go along without further ado today's episode Hello loves, this is Sophia and what I have to share with you today is actually an Instagram live that I did this week and I just felt so amped about it that I wanted to share it with you here. So this is a bonus episode from Instagram live if you want to make sure that you catch all that stuff that happens that I do right on the fly, which usually happens on Instagram, sometimes on Facebook, I would love to have you join me over there. So please enjoy this rant and spiel and call to step forward and follow your own heart. And this is the last week to apply for the training ground. So if you want to make that happen, reach out to me any which way you can. All right. Enjoy the ride. Hi, I am Sophia Wise, one daughter of the wind, and I accept my charge. I am showing up today to share with you things that I have been too afraid to say out loud to people that are not inside my innermost circle, my like innermost protective circle. I am here to tell you 
why I started The Training Ground and why this is a call not necessarily for you to join me in The Training Ground, though of course you're invited, but actually a call for you to take action that is in alignment with your own heart. Okay, so I'm gonna explain the whole thing here. It's time for me to just tell the story. So I moved to Taos years ago and I had run a women's circle here in Philadelphia, a closed women's circle. We did deep healing work for years before I left. I moved to Taos and when I was coming back to Philadelphia, some of the women reached out and said, are you gonna be leading the women's circle again? And I said, I can't, like I can't, I don't have it in me. And when I sat with why I didn't have it in me was that I know and have watched and been part of so many different circles and so many different spaces that are doing incredible work, profound work, really helpful stuff, beautiful stuff. And I knew that what I needed to be doing was training people to be leading spaces of healing and transformation. Because I have been in circles and leading circles for over 20 years and I've learned so many things. And one of the biggest things I learned is that a lot of the time our like colonized mindset makes healing into a process that's a checklist. And our like controlling viewpoint on things is this like obsessing over and controlling these things when, and there's a lot of bullying that happens. There's a lot of shaming that happens and a lot of bullying that happens and people don't know and people don't realize that that's what they're doing. Like, uh, like in like the healing world, I think a lot of people like talk about this notion of like, you're, you're hitting resistance and like you're playing small and like that kind of like, you're just shutting down or you're just checking out. And those are meant to be like callings of like show up and give more and show up to the healing at hand. But what it often actually does is what it does is it reinforces that there's an external source that has a better idea of what's happening in you than you. And this came to me when I received my first Reiki initiation, I felt this like surge through my body and I felt this discernment between what was healing and what was bullying in the name of healing. And what became really clear in that instant was that telling other people, or really it was really for me in that moment, if I'm like, Really honest, it was for me in that moment because I had been doing about six or seven years of, I lost my mind, had a mental breakdown. I've been doing six or seven years of like rebuilding my life and my, my wisdom and my knowing. And that I took a spoon to my own bone marrow. That's what I did. Like I went digging and I know like, I know, I'm like, I see you on here. Like, I know you also have done that. We've like looked at like, this is my problem and this is my inheritance. And like, this is my witch wound and this is my self-hatred and this is my controlling all the things. And you like go after it to like heal it and to change it and to grapple it and do this whole thing. And I just, blah, 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 blah. I just can't stand that. <laughs> I can't stand that because what I've realized is that when you actually make a real healing space and by healing, what I mean, what word is like, so like, what does that word mean? When you make a space in which no matter what's exposed, a recognition that there's an, there's a need and that your need can be met and a recognition that there's nothing wrong and there's nothing to fix and the recognition that there's something that is tender and precious and something that is holy and the recognition that you're safe and well in your space, okay? So when you hold that space, when you hold that knowing, 
what happens is naturally and organically our own our own stuff to be healed comes up to the surface and one of the things that's weird about this is that I did not expect to get into this, but okay, here we go. So one of the things that's weird about this is that we are really taught that we're, if we're not living the life that we want or that we're not experiencing the things that we want, that we're, that we're broken, as opposed to this understanding that what's happening is the result of what's happening. And this is, okay, this is the part where it's like, this is the part that I'm excited about. This is the part that I want to share with you. This is the part that feels like really important. Again, it's like, I feel like I'm doing this like, Okay, really? Uh, okay, so the thing is that I'm saying is I know that you are here with a driving purpose. And this is a call specifically to people that I call medicine callers and that if you're a medicine caller, you know what that means. You call the medicine. You, When you're around, healing just happens for people. It just starts to happen. People tell you secrets. People relax and feel better. Um, people feel worse. Their emotions and their needs and their anxieties come up to the surface and then they're just showing their worst side because healing is taking place. Like you're a medicine caller, you're doing this. That's what's happening. And, you know, I really believe in the world that is whole and healed and safe and loving and respectful. And people call me an idealist and people call me an optimist. And I may or may not be an idealist or an optimist. I don't think I am. What I've come to understand is I'm a visionary. And a visionary is someone who has vision. Vision for what could happen, what's going to happen, and a vision of what's happening now. And so many of us have been stuck in this space of questioning and honestly have been, you know, generations now deep, but like, gaslit in terms of like questioning our own sense of knowing like what it is that we know to be true to question that to undermine that and be like okay that's the thing like okay I'll give up my knowing and and I'll surrender my knowing to your knowing like that's the toxic that's the poison that's the like bullshit that we've been taught and we've been told and it and that's I think where a lot of visionaries and medicine callers get stuck is because we are giving away our power to outside of ourselves and to come back into ourselves and to trust ourselves is radical and it's risky. And I just spent all morning kind of doing a bunch of practice work around tapping into and giving myself that permission to show up and know what I know and feel what I feel and say what I see, right? And see what I see, to really see it. And I just want everybody to do that now because it's not... It's not a maybe in terms of like this world out there and like what's where it's going. Like if you have vision, you can see where it's going. It's not confusing. It's not a mystery. It is homicidal, suicidal, self-destructive. Like that's where it's going. And so if you want to, but that's also not where I see it going. That's not where I see it going. I also see all the same possibilities, all the same technologies being possible and capable for going this other way. We can go this other way, but we can only go this other way if we show up and use the skills that we have to show up to do that. Like that's it. And what comes up for me is that we, a lot of us that have done 
training or healing work or artwork or transformation work, do training, and then we use that training. And then we're taking care of other people and we have to keep ourselves in a way that's, especially when we work with clients, we have to keep ourselves in this dynamic in which we're walking them through a process. And then we get work done by ourselves. That's very, very common. And that's why it's like this kind of big, like often talked about this mastermind piece, all of these things, or continuing education. And the idea of the training ground and the call for you to go get training, the kind of training that you need to show up to that, is that we need to hone and practice exactly who we are and what we do in a space that's big enough that we can push our edges. So I think about training and I think about spaces that give you enough resistance so that you can build strength, right? But not enough resistance so that you're like in conflict, right? So that's one of the elements is like, does the space that you're going to to get support when you push meet your pressure? Like, do you find a point that builds strength in you or do you feel like you are the one directing it or do you feel like there's no, um, like what you get pushed back is, is, how do I say it? Like, look, I'm here, right? And this is here. Does it come push me or when I'm at my edge, am I getting met? And I feel like that's a really important distinction. Again, from my perspective of healing and groaning, groaning is, um, is about, trusting the organic process, which is a process of decolonization. It's a process of, you know, getting our mindsets and getting our like stuckness out of this notion that we have to make ourselves different before we are loved. We have to make ourselves different before we're good enough, make ourselves different before we're worthy or any of that stuff. So that it to kind of be responsive to your own knowing. So to like have that space to be responsive to your own knowing. The next piece of it is, do you feel like it's a space where you can express all of your brilliance? You know, one of the things that happens for me is, and I know other people have this experience too, where they go into community spaces and they need to be mindful about how they navigate or communicate or shine their brightness or their brilliance. And whether they have to or whether they do, there's a lot of reasons why we get feedback when we're really bright and brilliant people to like not be so bright. And so is the space that you're training in going to give you the space to be in your full radiance and in fact beckon more? Okay, so we are hmm, more. Beckoning your radiance more. More, 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 more. Because this is what we need. We need bright as fuck, all right? We need you bright as fuck. Fuck, as bright as you can be, blindingly bright. Because visionaries, illuminaries, right, are here to show, to reveal. And we do that by seeing and knowing, but we also just do that with our presence. And I am a full believer that your greatest impact as a transformational anything, transformational professional, coach, artist, body worker, teacher, educator, all of these things that like your most powerful lasting imprint and in a moment, the most effective element for you is your presence, is your radiance, is your, um, the experience that you're having and you're sharing. And so that's the other piece about this element of training, which is different than necessarily getting more education, um, which is also really important and really valuable and I fully support that. Training is this notion of taking the skills that you already have 
and, and strengthening them. And to me, the strongest skill that you have as a medicine caller, as an intuitive, as an empath, as a sensitive person, as a visionary, as someone who sees reality, as someone who's surrounded by people who like seems to be in this kind of delusionary state and you're like, is everyone else just buying this right now? Like, is this news? Is this new? Like what is happening? If you are that person who's doing that, first of all, you're not crazy. If you're the one who's asking yourself if you're crazy, you're not crazy most of the time. That's like not the case. What is happening in those moments is that you are seeing something that I believe you're being called to shift. And the biggest way to shift that and the most powerful way to shift that is to come into your own center and shift it in your own being. That's my like, that's my summoning. Shift it in your own being. Now, how do we shift that in our own being? How do we shift greed? How do we shift poisoning the waters? How do we shift undermining the people that we love? How do we shift control patterns? I mean, I have lots of answers to that. I like have lots of lots of answers to that. And my answer kind of fundamentally is we show up to what's happening and then we get really, really interested in the most like fundamental solid way of what's happening in your body, what's happening in the situation around you, what's happening like in the milliseconds between what's happening in the milliseconds between and are you honing are you focusing are you bringing that into being through your presence so what i'm talking about is like that's what it is what i'm talking about is this circuit which is that as we shift and come into this knowing in our own self we like shift, we come into this knowing in our own self, that knowing inadvertently is also affecting the others without us. And I've been so like, I'm like hesitant to talk about this stuff because I feel like the people who already know it, know it. And the people who don't know it aren't going to believe me. And so this is just like a confession of just like me, like getting over that and being willing to just be like, whatever the people who know it, know it. And the people who know it, but don't know that they're, that, that, that it's shared. You know, it's one of the things that I was talking to a, a friend of mine the other day and we were talking about building, building a bridge between the world that we're in now and the world that we want and being bridge builders, medicine callers, bridge builders, um, transporters, um, that we're like moving across this threshold. And when we move across this threshold, the thing that is the most important is that that's always like a risky statement to say like the most important. But the, the thing that is one of the elements for me that's so important is to recognize that it is not an external process. That that bridge building and that world here and that world here are not external. It's like the world that I live in is the world that I live in. And the process of creating that world out there is a process of creating that world in here. And it's not a metaphor, it's just actual. and. It, it's just actual, creating that world in here. And a lot of us know that that's possible and know that we can or know that we want to or know that we ought to, um, or we just feel called to, like bodhisattvas, like you came here on purpose, like you came here on purpose, like let me just stop for a minute because, and just like look you in the eye and say you came here on purpose and I know it, like I know it. I came home on purpose, you, I can't even say the words. I came here on purpose, you came here on purpose. And we came here, to do this exact thing, to take in and to take on this landscape in this world and to transform it and birth another one. And 
the skills that we need to do that have been hunted out and done, done tried their best to erase it, but it has not been erased. It has not been erased. Hasn't. And it's lying, resting in our bones, in our DNA, in our energy beings, in our sacred holy spaces that we can journey to. And we can, and this is a call for you to go to those places and bring those memories, those practices, those knowings here. Because it's the practices, the reweaving of the practices is the way in which we get access to making this planet a different planet. Like you call back the medicine and, and not just back, but like through, you know, because the evolutionary process is continuous and like not linear. So this process of like bringing through you, which has like never happened before, not going to happen again, like your piece of doing this. And my question is, do you know how to do that? Do you know how to not do just a, something that somebody else told you to do, but just do what you're called to do. And the answer to that for a lot of you is yes, you do do that. And then the question is, do you trust that? And then the question is, do you do it to the degree that you want to do it? Because full optimal impact is what I'm going for. Okay. It's what I'm going for. And I think it's what you came here for because what else are we doing here? Okay. So that's my question. Can you do that? So we bring these things back and then we do it. And that's that next step. So it's like, we have the vision, we have the memory, we have the practice that feels really good. That feels like a restoration, a healing in and of itself. And then we pull that through, pull it through. And then we do that. We do that practice. We do it. And a lot of these practices are meant to do together. We're meant to do them together. And one of the things that I was weeping about this morning was the isolation and this abandonment and this sense of like, I'm going to be everything I want to be. I want to share everything I want to share. And this feeling of like, people can't handle it. They can't handle me. They can't handle it. Feel like it's too much or it's too far. And that place of just being like, I'm not, uh, I'm not willing to keep questioning myself. I'm not willing to keep questioning myself to save face. And I'm not willing to keep saving face. And I think I've talked about this a lot, which is like, I'm not really good at keeping face in the be- to begin with. Like, I'm just not. Like, I just, I'm pretty much, I make a fool of myself on a regular basis. So, and that feels liberating and sane making for me. So, what I want you to ask yourself right now in this moment is, are you showing up to your own life and your own healing the way that you want to? Are you showing up to it? And then the next question is, is the answer is yes. Yay! That's not a question. Hooray, love you. Yes, and may that be every day, every day more and more. And then the next question is, the answer is no. What in you, like what do you know in you that you need to get there? Do you know what it is? And the call is to do it. All right, I'm gonna say the thing that I'm like scared to say right now. It's good, it's like deep in here. That it's like, I've just, I'm noticing, like I, I can, I'm really aware of the ways in which I'm still, even as I'm like, I'm coming out, I'm not hiding. I still feel the ways in which I'm hiding this way in which it's like, okay, now I've talked for like 20 minutes. So like only people who are really interested are going to like ever find this one part. This is what it is. I had this vision years ago. It's called red tent temple conversions, RTT con because cons. Okay. RTT con and RTT con is 
a gathering. And the vision of it is that the first couple days are training and preparation. And the peak of it is a ceremony. And it is, and this is a non-gendered convergence, beyond gender inclusive, okay? And so, okay, RTTCon, we do all this training, and then here's the kicker, okay? So this peak day, we do a massive grid with all the people. So the vision's like 150, 300 people, and they're circles of 12, okay? 12, groups of 12, and then that's like, what is that? 10 groups of 12 be 120, so like 20 circles. And all of those circles are gridded around, and then there's like anchors. And then we all do this deep medicine circle practice at the same time, all of us together, holding these pieces of transforming the landscape, transforming the landscape, birthing this new earth, doing the whole thing. So any of you that have done circles like this, they can take a few hours, three, four, five, sometimes longer in the medicine circles that I've done. And so this, this space is that like small groups of 12, but full blown medicine circle and gridded and intentionally doing this process. And here's the thing that I like haven't admitted that is my like secret agenda, which is that my secret agenda on this is that the training ground is me preparing the people that I need to lead each of those circles. That's my confession. Now I've said it. All of you know that, that are like listening to this, that like no one else is. So my secret agenda is I'm trying to train the people to hold and anchor those circles that, uh, that can facilitate the, the simultaneous. One of the things about medicine calling is that it is a massive space of trust and facilitation and tracking. There's a lot of tracking that happens in that space because when we're not controlling a situation, we need to be aware of a situation. It's kind of one of the reasons why we have a lot of controlling habits is so that we can kind of streamline the amount of energy that it takes. I've been told this kind of like in our kind of brains for efficiency, that we can watch all of these things and not have to like watch them, watch them, right? That we can just kind of pick a cue here, pick a cue there, and then go on autopilot. But when we're calling medicine, it's the opposite. We want to be tracking all of the details. We wanna be tracking, if there's one person in the center, we wanna be tracking them. The other thing about this is that in these circles, the other people are not just providing the medicine of listening and witnessing, but also hands-on. So when I'm facilitating a circle and my facilitators, people that come through my process, often we literally need more arms. And so when you're in a circle, if I'm facilitating, I'm gonna say, join this, do this, so that it's, you're not, even though you're in the circle and you're not the facilitator, you still participate and are part of that healing space. And so if I'm in that space, I'm like, okay, I need you to hold that person's feet and then I need you to hold that person's head and then I'm gonna sit on the side here and I'm gonna hold their belly and then we're all gonna breathe, we're all gonna relax. Or I say to that person, can you please go get the drum? Or I say to that person, um, uh, can you go stand over there and get this or grab a blanket? Like it becomes this space. It's the temple space. It becomes the space where we have all the arms that we need. And we have access to being held by arm, all the arms that we need to be held. So that that person in the center who's transmuting this landscape and transmuting their landscape for all of us because there's, there's no separation between them, right? That's just what's happening. So as we transform that landscape, that's what happens and one person's in the circle and then when they're done they come out and they do it so so that 
is my vision. That's my vision. So my vision is this RTT con with this like massive ceremony with people calling medicine. And this is what I was saying, calling medicine and paying really deep attention so that it's not. And listen, I love a process. I love a process. I love a process. I love, am I that clear? I love a process. I love a process. Tried and true processes. I have a million of them. I love them and I love doing them. And the thing about a process is for me, so if we're doing an exercise where everybody's doing this um, movement and a, a phrase and they're sharing and then being witnessed, right? If someone in that moment has this like eruption and they're in this like high vibrating space. So if any of you have ever done that, you're like in a process and then like this big, 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 big energy comes up or this big experience comes up, the vibrating comes up, the body comes up, the like, the knowing that there's more comes up. That to me is that healing opportunity. And what I'm always looking for is how do I optimize that moment? Because a process that we can repeat over and over again, A, it facilitates healing, but also it sets us up to have that kind of healing moment happen. It sets the space so that that can happen. And then the question is when that's happening, what do we do and how do we do it? What do we do and how do we do it? And the biggest thing about what do we do and how we do it is we pay extreme attention, extreme attention. And we're talking about extreme attention with all of our senses. So we're tracking the physical space. We wanna make sure bodies are safe. We're tracking an emotional landscape. We're seeing if someone's dissociated or not dissociated. We're tracking their body for the cues around that. We're checking, um, I'm, you know, I'm checking on a, like a sensitive, sensitive energetic realm. Like I'm watching to see what's happening, like what's happening, what's not happening. And when I'm in a circle, I'm tracking to see all those other people in the circle, are they breathing, are they dissociated, are they getting what they need? Extreme attention, right? So tracking all of those elements and then, and then knowing what to do when I see one of those things. When I'm seeing shutdown, when I'm seeing dissociation, when I'm seeing um, body heat fluctuations or other elements or uh, the, so one of the biggest things that I love to educate people on is, if you know me, you know this, which is I love skill building. I love skill building. I think so much of the mystery of healing and the mystery of the world is, um, is a total mystery. And a lot of it is just that we don't have the skills to navigate. So one of the things that I love to do is to equip us with the skills to navigate some of the things that are the hardest for a lot of us to navigate. Rage, shame, grief, sexual fantasy, and uh, dissociation. So leaving our body and not even knowing we left our body. So those are the things that I feel like a lot of the time in healing spaces or a lot of times in terms of like manifesting or the secret, things like that. Did I just, I feel like I just, do people still talk about the secret? That's like, it's like super old now, right? It was new back in the day. So, and uh one of the things about that that kind of really gets me is that there's a lot of like, stay positive, stay positive, stay positive. And that's really damaging when those problems, rage, grief, shame, uh, sexual fantasy, or uh, you know, I don't know, dangerous sexual fantasy or dissociative habits um, are made to be a problem because those are actually access points to it's like basic al alchemical knowledge, like right? So it's like the more lead you have, the more gold. And that these are, first of all, they're communication about valid and real and important information. 
It may be past information, it may be present, it may be future, but it's valid and real information. Second of all, it is physiologically an opportunity of high levels of energy. So that is life force. And so knowing how to tap into and utilize that life force is huge. It's really huge. It's really, really huge. If when that life force starts to surge and then you're just told to like shift it and make it positive, a lot of the time people don't know that that takes a lot of skills and that those skills often take time. And sometimes it takes two minutes and you can flip it really quick. And sometimes it takes four days. And sometimes it takes four hours. And sometimes it takes one hour with eight people. But it's never to me this notion that like that, you know, that like that's a bad negative thing that we have to make positive. It's just that equation just like doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work for me because I've seen it do so much damage. One of the things about positive affirmations is that people feel like they're lying to themselves. And then they... are undermining trusting themselves in the first place. So if you're using positive affirmations, that's a really, there's a really specific way to navigate that so that you're not just lying to yourself. And there are, affirmations can be really wonderful and powerful. They're not the problem. The problem is if we're looking at our grief or our rage or our shame or any, our our discomfort, our embarrassment, any of those things, it doesn't matter, or our pleasure, our joy, our uh, ecstasy, whatever it is that we feel like is a problem, if we start to have that problem response and then we just shift our focus to like making it a different thing and like making it a better thing, then that, that's the issue. Because we're like, we're just like crushing that life force and making it something else as opposed to tapping into that life force and working with that life force and letting that life force do what life force does, which is create. Life force creates. It's ever expanding. It's constant. It doesn't have to be contained. It doesn't have to be contained. What has to happen is that a container has to be big enough that the edge of the container and the surging energy is bigger. Because if the surging energy is bigger than the container, that's when we feel crazy. Okay. If this notion of who I am, this feeling of being consumed by a feeling, consumed by grief or consumed by pain, and we don't be getting lost, don't know who we are. That is dangerous. That's painful. That's frustrating. That's, um, can be really undermining of our life. And so being able to raise our container or expand our container so that we can be bigger than the feeling or the experience that we're having, then it's not a problem. What it's actually doing is expanding our capacity across the board because you can't anesthetize selectively and you can't grow selectively. You just grow. You just grow. The result of more consciousness and more connection is more consciousness and more connection. It's more consciousness of things that work and don't work. And it's more connection to feelings that feel great and feelings that feel shitty. Like it's just connection. It's just an experience of own awareness and that like is the victory. That's the victory because when we have that kind of awareness, we can become conscious and make choices because a lot of us aren't making choices. If we look around, there's a lot happening on this planet right now that is not a choice. It's not a choice. It's panic and it's control mechanisms and it's crazy making and it's a problem. Like, and it's not a problem. It's predictable. It's what it is. If, if you think and feel and do these things, that's what will happen. It's not a mystery. If you think and feel these other things, other results will happen. And so 
what do I want to say about that? So that's what it is. So that's what it is. And I, and so, so that's my thing. So the training ground is about preparing people for me to do circles. Um, it's specifically at the RTT con and that's my, like, that's my gem. And so RTT con is 2020. That's, I haven't picked a date yet, but if you want to be in the loop around that, I would definitely recommend you go to my website and join my email list, um, or send me a DM with your email. Um, because social media stuff is like always weird. Like tomorrow, Instagram could change its thing and I could like have no access to my followers. So if you really want to make sure that you're in touch about that, like send me a message with your information. And if you want to be part of it in any way, support it in any way, it's time to start really calling that in and calling that together. So RTTCon 2020. And then the other thing is, um, there's a bunch of really great training plan, plans, training plans, really great training programs all over the country, a lot of them, and uh, I offer one of them. And uh, I really wanna encourage you to, as a medicine caller, like, do you feel confident to show up to the medicine that shows up in your life? Because that's one of the things is that as medicine callers, we it happens and then we don't know how to navigate it. And I'm like, it's time to get responsible and know how to navigate it. I just said it, do it. You will be saner, you will be happier. The people who love you will be happier. It's terrifying in its own way because it's life-changing, but it's also so worth it and feels so good. So I also just wanna let you know, I wanna invite you to the training ground. Philadelphia, all of them, it starts in October. Philadelphia has five spots open, limited to 12 people. You have five spots left in Philadelphia. Um, California only has one person registered. So if you want me to come out to California, uh, now in this round, then I need like four or five more people to say yes and to make that happen. So if you want to make that happen and you want to sign up and you want to do the training ground, send me a DM and, and get in touch with me and we can talk about that. And then the third program is Taos, New Mexico. And I have, uh, seven spots open, seven or eight spots in Taos, New Mexico. So if you're interested in any of these programs, you can send me a direct message and let me know and I can give you more information. And I do have a POC and trans um, scholarship, uh, partial scholarship available. So, uh, and there's just like other amazing spaces in the world and amazing teachers. And I encourage you to go to them. And number one, like, oh my gosh, lest I not say this. Number one, you have one teacher who is always with you, always available, always, always, always loving you. And that's you. And your ability to show up and trust and listen to that teacher, to that, to that knowing one, that wise one in you is the thing that we need more than anything else. That's the thing. Like you already have the teacher. And then the question is, do you have access to that teacher? And then the question is, do you give space to practice and to surrender and to hone and to strengthen with that teacher? That's really my question. And that's what the training ground is about. I help equip us with all of the skills and confidence so that we can navigate in a group space, shame, rage, grief, sexual fantasy, um, stuff that people just don't want to talk about or don't want to get into. And then, yeah, and then you just do it. So that's it. So that's my rant. So RTTCon exists. I've said it. It's not just a thing. Did I, did I just did I just say that I said it? So now it's just a whatever. So it is my dream and my passion, and uh, it's really what I like want. And and I believe that our wants are divine inspiration. So showing up to that more and more. 
And yeah, does anybody have any questions or comments before I go? I'd be happy to. Oh, hearts and stars, hearts and stars, hearts and stars. Yeah. So I am, I'll just say this too, put myself out there, invite my future self to show up. I'm gonna keep doing my best to just like share more. Um, and if there's ever something you want me to share about specifically, invitations feel really good. Um, or if you ever wanna like jump on and do one of those like live split screens at a person. Um, so that's like a thing. You just let me know. And um, yeah, I think that's it. So many blessings and be well, trust yourself, find yourself, know yourself, love yourself, trust yourself. And we do it. I love the world. I love the world that I'm in and that I'm going towards. I'll say that. I love, I believe, like I'm not confused about the world that I'm living in and going into and that is peaceful and sane and whole and healing. And I would love you to be as confident or more confident than I am in that. And whatever you need to get there, get it, get it, get it. If you want me to help you get there, let me know. I will help. That's why I'm here. Okay, lots of love. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wiseman, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Y'all, I'm so excited about vagina talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.